Hi, everybody. It's Samantha, Janella, and Mo, and we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. Talking about money is kind of taboo, but it doesn't have to be boo. Getting a new job in tech or starting a career in tech can bring exciting opportunities, but also can be very confusing. In today's episode, we're going to talk about things to keep in mind. We'll be diving deep into this topic, but before we do, make sure you are sharing this podcast with a friend or a coworker, just so we know that you're loving the podcast. So going from minimum wage to a tech salary can be quite drastic. You went from surviving and living paycheck to paycheck to having disposable income. Of course, we're not financial planners. Y'all, what's that like legal, legal mumble jumbo? Well, you guys know. Oh, we're not financial advisors and we are not legally responsible for what you do with your money. Please consult with a financial advisor before making any major moves. Yes. Money moves, okay? Listen to Mo, because she knows. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We are just learning every day about finances and we're just going to come through and give you all our experience as we broke into tech. Or you can just buy Janela's NFTs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can all be millionaires. Yes. Buy Janela's we're gonna put NFTs. We're going to that every podcast. Every podcast is going to be about your NFTs on a wall. Yes. We'll find some way. <laughs> so if you're not buying NFTs, what was the first thing that you did with your first tech paycheck? I definitely traveled like. I got on the first plane smoking and I mean like looking back on it now like I was like okay I was spending a little money so real quick look story time I was in Florida and like dropped my phone in the ocean and your girl went straight to AT&T and bought another one like what (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't even care I was like oh it's fine I'll just get another one and I was like okay that's when I realized your girl got some money. <laughs> That's a good feeling to not have to or worry. cell phone insurance. Yeah. One or the other. I hope- Mo, what did you do with your first tech paycheck? Well, I want to say that I broke into tech to make six figures, but I actually left six figures. I went to tech for more freedom and my job. So I went because I love software engineering and I wasn't able to do that where I was at and I saw more room for growth. So it wasn't so much that I had to change uh, my lifestyle or my paycheck. It was just more, and I'm the kind of person who doesn't want to work after a certain period of my life. So I threw more into my 401k. It just increased. (laughs) I'm so So responsible. (laughs) Damn, Mo, I want to be like you when I grow up. (laughs) I guess I'm kind of more on the Mo side of things. Sorry, Janela, I didn't buy anything fancy. I was scared. I was like, I don't want to be broke again. Like, if you've ever been broke in your life, you're like, I'm never going back. I'm throwing money in the 401k. So for me, I definitely did save, just save my money. Like, I've been living like this for the last years, right? So I was like, why change it? Because I have a higher paycheck. So I mostly just stashed it away. So that way, like Mo said, like, if you've never had money before, don't want to go back into that situation. Never again. Never again. So there is nothing wrong with that. No, but we talked about your first paycheck. We didn't talk about lately. At first, I was that way. Then I got comfortable when my 401k was looking nice. I was like, oh, now I can be a travel person. Now I can go see what Black girl luxury is all about. So now I enjoy more with balance, but I'm not going to leave this earth and save all this money to give like to my children and my children's children but not have lived myself. So now I live a little bit more. And I just bought a new car. So we're going to put that out there. (laughs) Love that. 
I will say that I was more exposed to some of those saving techniques like the 50-30-20 versus before I couldn't do that. Now I'm able to do that. Oh, run that back for people who don't know what that is. So yeah, what's the 50-30-20? So 50-30-20. So you want to save at least 20% of your income. You want to have a spending or wants account with about 30%. And you want to make sure you save about 50% for your needs. So I was able to maybe like not the first, but maybe like the fifth check I started to say all right how can I be an adult and I was able to do that and create like once accounts versus a need account so now I'm not in the- who is that that wants to be on a podcast they obviously want to be on a podcast bring, bring them in. buddy buddy <laughs> right so now I'm able to you know go when I'm at the store I'm I like that my once account. I'm swiping my needs because I'm getting groceries so Lord. being able to distribute you know my money properly so that I could be like Mo when I grow up. <laughs> well, how do you manage your money? Are you using any type of bucketing system like Janella is doing? No, that's what I was listening. I was like, what's the 50-30-20? I don't know that. All I know is save, save, save until I feel like I can't save anymore. And it's like splurged. So I don't have a system and I should, even though I grew up reading um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, so I knew that there were fundamental things I had to do, like having a 401k, having a Roth IRA, like building up education funds for my kids, and then also ensuring that I was owning property instead of just always renting. There's nothing wrong with renting, but I wanted for me to be able to own property. And it's really paid off because I've owned property for about... 15 years and now it's booming now the property is getting ridiculous and i'm like i can't wait to sell it but i'm gonna keep holding keep holding for another 15 to 20 years yeah <laughs> you are full adult mode right now you are oh yeah doing it. i mean i'm a little bit we're not gonna talk about how no, seasoned right. we are <laughs> but i'm a little bit older than you do <laughs> Yeah, for me, I've tried a bunch of systems. I have tried YNAB, you need a budget, it's a whole system. What was this? YNAB, you need a budget. It's like a system where you like every dollar goes somewhere. I use Excel sheets, but what's worked for me is just buckets. Like this account is for fun, this account is for needs, this account is for savings, that works for me. And like making sure that your paycheck goes to these different accounts. So like if it's your savings, you'll never see it, right? It's just going there to be stashed away. So that's the way that I- Oh, that's the best tip. Yes. To just do allotments. That's probably how I save the most money is I do allotments. And when I get a pay raise, I never see the pay raise. I just beef up my allotments to my savings and to my TSP. Mentally, I'm still living off a $60,000 salary, but the extra money is still just stashing away, you know? Yes. So speaking about salaries, do you share your salaries with your coworkers? What are some of the benefits and cons of doing so? Well, I'm a government employee, so I'm not going to be very much in this conversation because my salary is public to everybody. So I just tell you what step I am on the GS system, which is helpful because you don't have to like fight with other people in there in your office about salaries or you don't have to be secretive. So every government employee if you just tell them I'm a GS-12, I'm a GS-13, you automatically know what their pay range is. I really like that because a lot of companies are trying to like not be transparent about these pay bands, which is like, we're going to find out somehow. <laughs> so <laughs> just share it. And it gets really sticky with like the associate, the entry level, the, you know, the coordinator, the all these different roles in oh, between. Wow. And then you got this back end system that only like management knows about this like ABCD. I don't even know, but... It's just like, just give us the tea. like. So do you disclose it or not? Nah? 
Are you going to tell people? I didn't, you don't have to do it in a podcast, but are you okay with disclosing your salary to others publicly or just in small groups? Yeah, just a small group. I think it depends on if I feel like we've grown a friendship. Otherwise, you know, it can get a little tricky. Yeah, I tend to share it with my friends if I know they're in the same industry as myself. If they're not in the same industry, I don't know why we will be talking about how much money I make. I will talk about finances with you, like how do you save money? How do you invest money? But is sharing my salary with somebody that's not in the same field? I'm not sure how beneficial that is for them. So like my coworkers, I definitely share my salary with my coworkers. I would say make sure you look up the law in your state to make sure that it is okay that you can share your salary because not all states, I don't think you're allowed to, so make sure you check it. What? They might have changed the law, but from what I know, you have to check. <laughs> so then how does it work for if you use Glassdoor or if you're using like Blind to look at salaries? I mean, I guess those are anonymous platforms, so maybe that doesn't count, but like... If a job finds out that you're sharing your salaries, they could retaliate against you. So make sure you just check. But in my state, New York state, I can share my salary. And I definitely do that with my coworkers just to make sure like I'm not getting underpaid. I definitely have seen people get underpaid because they aren't sharing. So find yourself an ally and get the salaries together. That's the key word, the ally. Not that I want to entertain like not having allies, but I think it's important to just, you know, be able to trust whoever you're talking to, even though it's helpful because I'm a helpful person. But people will do some weird things out here, <laughs> like because it's not something you're supposed to do. They may, you know, say you did it. So it's like you got to kind of be cautious befriend your gatekeepers befriend the secretary befriend payroll befriend hr because they will let you know one way or another if you're being underpaid or not i'm not sure if they would tell you that you're being underpaid or not at least not in my <laughs> they but sometimes they don't but if they feel like they have like a heart-to-heart connection with you they'd be like i think you should go talk to your boss about a raise and you're like oh i don't feel confident enough to do that they're like no really <laughs> You should go talk. There's enough money in the budget. I could promise you they can make it happen. So sometimes it helps to befriend these people. No, go do that. <laughs> so what would happen if y'all found out that your coworkers are making more money than you do? What would be your next steps? Tables would be flipped. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> shaking the table. <laughs> I'm shaking the table. No. <laughs> I've had that happen. I wasn't in tech, but I was, you know, in an entry-level job and trained somebody who was actually my friend. I put her on and they started her at a higher rate that I was getting paid after being there for like a year no disrespect. So yeah, I shook some tables and went up to like the director <laughs> to have that conversation because it's like- Make it make sense. Does that make sense to you? Because that don't make sense to me. So, and they bumped it up because it was like, it did not make sense. How are you starting this person off who I'm training at a higher rate than I'm getting paid after being here for so long. So how did you discover the difference? Was it because you had that camaraderie with her, like you guys were having open, seeing that works? Yeah. That works. It was okay. my actual friend. Mm. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, you know, friend, they're hiring. <laughs> and she got hired and she told me. Yeah. And I clutched my pearls. Did you bring up the person's name while you were having that conversation with your director? You know what? I don't recall. I want to say I didn't, but at the same time, I think it was obvious. They knew. So I think it was one of those things where, like, I did not say her name, but, it, you know, they knew who I was talking about. So it's just like, y'all go handle that there, you know? 
but I did my part by not disclosing kind of thing. Yeah, I'm super glad that you didn't say anything about her name because I think for me, if I give my information to you, I'm giving it to you for you can like make your own moves. Like maybe that's staying at the company and trying to negotiate with them or leave, not to put me in the middle of a situation. So I'm glad that you didn't. But it's hard to do that. How do you not? You know what I mean? It's very hard to do that because they're going to want evidence and proof. How did you not bring up the name or... They have the evidence. They know everybody's salary. What proof do I have to show you? Exactly. I feel like it's almost like court, right? Like, it's kind of like those loopholes and those, like, fine lines that you got to walk to make sure that you're in the clear, but also to have somebody feel like, okay, I know exactly what she's saying. You know, like you mentioned the HR saying, I think you should ask your boss for a raise. She didn't say anything that was not, you know... But you understood because it's like what's understood that needs to be explained. So so now that our paychecks are right, because we negotiated, how are y'all getting financial advice from other people? Are you going out there and searching the web? Are you talking to people? How do you get your money right? It's a scary world out there with Janela trying to push your NFTs to people, where people talk about blockchaining, with the Web3. You know, there's so many ways... Oh my goodness, let's not even talk about the millionaires clubs that we see on all these social medias where they're just like, join our club and we'll show you how to, you know, crypto trade and everything. So there's so much e-commerce, like how to sell your course. There's so many things out there that are telling you how to make money. So it's hard to really vet what can work and what can't because there's a lot of people who are giving heavy scammer vibes. That's the only way I can describe it. But I I think the best way to vet it is to go with true financial systems that have been documented, like not just on Instagram, but you can actually pick up a book. You can actually see things that have worked in the past, even though things are changing technology-wise, finances really don't change that much in the finance world. Or in just going with people who are known to be financial advisors. So sometimes you do have to pay money for a great accountant for a great person that's going to tell you how to invest in a stock market, those kind of things. So Yeah, I agree. That, that was exactly what I was about to say as far as like, you know, staying the course with those IRAs, 401ks, real estate, stuff like that, that you know has been around forever, that I like it's all proof and documented that it's, it's going to make you some money. Earn Your Leisure podcast is really good. I don't know if y'all listen to that, but just black men just really, you know, kicking down, like having that hand in the stock market and, you know, real estate and all of that. And they interview really good people. But I think for me, I am definitely just a Googler and I try my best. And if there's somebody that I know that has their ish together, I kind of say, you know, or ask them like, you know, who did you go through or, you know, what program do you use? Do you use Fidelity? You know, stuff like that. And I just wing it. I just make sure that if it's something new, like a stock or a Bitcoin or not Bitcoin. Oh, I wish I had Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, what am I saying? Crypto. I put in what I don't mind losing. So like, you know, I put in some money months ago and I am down, but it's just like, you know, we'll see what happens, but I'm not mad. I lost it at the same time. So making sure you're not putting all your money out there with whatever you're doing. If it's not that like grassroots, like, you know, investment property and stuff like that. Yes, I like how both of y'all going out there and getting the information that you need because we weren't taught finances in school. I'm not sure why that's not a subject, but I'm glad that we we have Google now. We have people that you can reach out to, maybe on social media, but like also books. So let's make sure we all get our money right. Now that we have our bigger paychecks, let's get our money. 
So thank y'all for listening to another episode of the Deeper Than Tech podcast. We would love it if you tag us on social media to let us know that you're actively listening. We've been loving hearing your feedback. We would also appreciate if you rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. So that's it for now. Bye.